here. Okay. Are y'all ready? It's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. If you can't tell, I'm, 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 I'm pumped about what God has today. And like I said, it's four minutes, four speakers today. So um, I didn't know until yesterday, until Friday evening what everyone was talking about, but I'm really excited about what, what we're going to hear today. Um, before we get started, I want to pray with you over our prayer of 2019. So if you'll stand with me real quick, and then I'll introduce our first speaker. All right, let's pray. Awesome God, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, give us a heart to receive all of the good things that you have already prepared for us. God, we just thank you. Amen. Y'all can have a seat, and I'm going to uh, welcome up Mr. Randy Reed. Show Randy some love this morning. He's got a word. He made me go first because he's really going to hold me to four minutes. Ready? Here we go. I'm the house on your street that everyone talked about, the one that when you got to it on your walk, you would cross the street to avoid. You had despised me for so long. I'd been an eyesore for so many years. You wondered to yourself and to your neighbors, why didn't my owner take and do something? Didn't he know that my condition was affecting everyone? What you didn't realize is that he was satisfied with the deterioration and damage I suffered over so many years of ownership. In fact, he was proud of how run down I had become. He would sit inside and marvel at my condition. Then one day you noticed something different. People were showing up, carrying in supplies and tools and paint cans. You watched curiously as they were there for long hours during the day and sometimes into the night. You could hear the noise of progress, but change was not visible yet. You wondered what had happened. Did the owner finally decide to make some much needed improvements? Had he finally gotten sick of the wreck I'd become? What you didn't know is that the old owner was no longer in possession of me. Ownership had changed. The deed to me had been sealed under a different name. You thought, who would pay anything for that rundown piece of junk? Why would anyone want to give anything for me? What potential could anyone see in me? They should just tear me down and start over. Would it surprise you to know that my new owner paid above the asking price for me? He did this because he saw my potential. Then he went to work on my foundation because he knew I would need to be stable in the months and years to come. Then he went to work on the inside because that's where he lives. He changed out my central heat and air because the heart of the home needed an upgrade. He replaced my roof because the old covering was no covering at all. He paid close attention and meticulously worked on every room because he knew that family would occupy those spaces and he wanted them to be comfortable and at peace. He put a lot of money into my electrical system. You see, I needed to be rewired for my safety and the safety of others. He worked diligently on every detail and he realizes there is still more to do. He is a very patient owner though and he knows that there is still plenty of time. I heard him say just the other day that one day he will completely redo my exterior. I bet when he's finished, it will be a miraculous sight to behold. You see, we are all a little run down. And I hope from this day forward, you can see others in one of two ways. They are just in need of an ownership change, 
where the owner is still working on them and change is a process. It's a lot of work that will require a lot of hours and a tremendous amount of faith equity on our part. But in the end, we will be what he always knew we were capable of being. Amen. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Randy left time on the board, so I get that at the end of service. Praise Jesus. <laughs> hey, I want to point out one thing. I'm going to do this with every person. He said something powerful, and I actually got his message before, and I saw that, and I phrased, and I was like, that's where it's at. Your, when there's an ownership change from who, from, from, from who you were to, to falling under Jesus, get this, he overpaid for you. He paid above the asking price. He paid above market value for you. That's so cool, Randy. I, I love that. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I'm just going to move on. Um, all right. Where's Samantha at? Hey, show Samantha some love as she makes her way up. She has four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. Don't take my notes. since we've wrapped up our small groups, but um, the series that we did just had such a big effect on me, and it's just so powerful not to share. So um, our series was called All In. The Christian faith was never meant to be an easy road, a painless journey, or a simple adherence to a set of beliefs. The question is, will we give our lives for him? Uh, Self-reflecting through just the introduction was a reality check, but now in the first session, we were questioned to think of days, weeks, or seasons that we were not all in and sold out for Jesus. What leads to such times and what helps us rekindle the fire and get back to a place of full devotion to the Savior? Uh, the biggest main moment that I can think of is that when we were dealing with um, our third loss, you know, we just hit that moment of uh, being in those emotions and trying to deal with what went wrong and questioning why this keeps happening. But three weeks after, I packed my bags into kids' camp I went. Um, and that's where my fire really rekindled to get back to a place of full devotion, and I got what I needed to be restored and to push through. Um, which brings me to the second session we did, and it asked to respond to this statement. Indecision is a decision, and inaction is action. And it states that many people play it safe, retreat when things get tough, and slip into predictable and familiar patterns. And that was something that I just didn't want to do at this time, and I wanted to take my indecision and turn it into a decision to take action about moving forward and fostering, fostering without fear. Being all in and living all out for Jesus is, an act, is about action, taking chances, and following God's will no matter the cost. This is the area in our life where we stopped fear from keeping us on the sideline. Our rekindled faith and drive infused us to move forward onto the front line of God's will of us fostering. So that brings me to our last session we did. All in all, burn the ships, it says. If we are going to go all in and all out for the all in all, it will mean following God's plan for our life and not resorting or retreating to our plan B. In a world where quitting and taking the safe route seems to be hitting epidemic levels, we need to burn the ships, press forward, and quit quitting. I am by no means an expert at this, but despite our greatest loss and pain, Mari and I were called to stay faithful and put our trust in God. Our, faith, our story in faith has come so far within the last two years, and doing this study was a big eye-opener for me for how far I've come, but it's also been an opener for how much farther I want to go. 
how much farther that I aspire for Brian and I to go and to continue to build that foundation so that we can be the examples that God called us to be. Uh, there was a manifesto I want to read from our story, and it just it sits with me, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about fostering, but maybe it just pertains to something that you're just thinking so hard about and you just don't know what to do, and it goes. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-ordained passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Keep asking questions. Keep making mistakes. Keep seeking God. Stop pointing out our problems and become part of the solution. Stop repeating the past and start creating the future and stop playing it safe and start taking risks. Expand your horizons, accumulate experiences, enjoy the journey. Find every excuse you can to celebrate everything you can. Live like today is the first day and the last day of your life. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails. Don't let fear dictate your decisions. Take a, leaping, a flying leap of faith. Quit holding out. Quit holding back. Push all your chips into the middle of the table. It's time to ante up all of your faith. It's time to go all in. It's time to go all out. So I get a minute and 10. We're doing good. It's all in time, guys. All in times. JD, you can go ahead and start setting up, buddy. See, what I didn't tell you is, uh, so uh, this is Randy's fourth time to speak on a Sunday morning, and this is Samantha's second time to speak on a Sunday morning, and JD's coming up here, and this is only his second time to speak on a Sunday morning. Um, it wasn't so much an ask when I said, hey, we're doing popcorn preaching, as it was a, hey, you're doing popcorn preaching next Sunday. I didn't give them that much time to plan. I was like, it's four minutes. You got this. It isn't that bad. So JD is coming up here with his lovely assistant and uh, just give me a thumbs up whenever, yeah, Ms. Vanna, and uh, whenever you're ready, give me a thumbs up and say, I'm good. And then I'll have everybody clap for you because that's important. Making a cake. You only have four minutes, bro. That's wrong. I, he didn't say it into the mic, so it's not on the record. All right. Are we good? What is up? I don't know. We're just going to go with it. All right. You ready? Go. All right. Here we go. Um, so <clears throat> today I'm going to be talking about uh, letting go and letting God. And that's something I, I deal with every day. And I know a lot of people do. But uh, just letting go of everything like anxiety, fear, just letting God take control. So uh, I'm going to do a little demonstration today. So this water is going to be things like guilt, addiction, lust, depression, anger, suicidal thoughts, sin, financial trouble, illness, fear, grief, um, forgiveness, things that everybody deals with every day. And uh, this represents God. we got person one, two, and three. So, Cheyenne, I'm going to ask you, which person do you want to pick first? Person one? Okay. Well, what's the next one you want to pick? Person three? All right. The reason I had her pick is because, so we'll say, we'll set up like, say these three people work with Cheyenne, and she invites them to Bender on a Sunday morning. And uh, so person one, he kind of knows God. He, uh, you know, he knows God, but he has all this, all this trouble in his life. No, 
just like we all do. Person two, he has all the trouble in his life too. Person three, also, I was supposed to do that before. <laughs> but uh, all right. So person one, he goes back and he just says, ah, I don't really know. Like I know God, but I don't really, I don't really have all my faith and trust in Him. You know. But so, so I'm gonna give a little bit to God, but I still have all this junk in my life, guilt, addiction, pain. Same with person three. It goes up. I know God. I give a little bit to him, but I don't give my all. You know, give a little bit. It's just some things that I still struggle with. So, uh, <clears throat> the scripture I'm going to read real quick. It says, trust the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. And, uh, and with that, this next scripture I'm going to read is uh, Peter 5. Um, says, give all your worries to him because he cares for you. So person two, he gave his life to God that day. He's giving it all to God. He's, he says, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to let everything go. I'm, I'm not going to go back to my sinful ways. I'm going to get rid of all the, all the guilt, addiction, lust, depression, anger, and everything. And uh, God says right there, give all your worries to him because he cares for you. He's got no pain, no worries, nothing. So uh, it says uh, in, see in Proverbs 3, I don't mean that I'm exactly what God wants me to be. I've not yet reached that goal, but I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. That's what Christ Jesus wants me to do. It is the reason he made me. Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go. But there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past, and I try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. I keep running hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. So basically, it That was nifty. I don't have any magic tricks. But I did not know that JD was a wizard either. <laughs> Learned something new. That's powerful, guys. So I told you I didn't ask these people. I, I told them. <laughs> but they say around here at Venture, it's called voluntold. So if Curtis asks you to do anything, he's not really asking. You're being voluntold to do something. And uh, what, I, what, what, what my hope was is that. I didn't know. Like I, I said, I said any topic. They said any topic. They said you're not leaning one way. I said no. Any topic, anything you feel like God is speaking to you, go with it. And what my hope was at the end of the day, we would have one complete message, and, and, and it's cool the way this is going to, I think, come about. And I guess I don't really have to, but I'm going to uh, announce myself. Um, I'm going to be speaking the last four minutes. <laughs> So show me some love real quick. There we go. Thank you. All right. We can go, Jesse. Okay, the title of my popcorn message is not finished yet. I've got my helpers coming up here. I want to read with you from Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I'm going to read it one more time. For we are God's masterpiece. Say masterpiece. 
He has created us anew, say anew, in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Say long ago. Perfect. You got to say those things quick. I got, I'm on a clock here, okay? So today, what I want to do is I want to tell you that he's not finished yet. God loves a work in progress. I'm going to give you three reasons why he's not finished. And the first one is God loves a work in progress. Each day of creation, when he was creating everything we know, he looked back at that day. And even though it wasn't finished yet, he said, it is good. And as we sit as a church at the cusp of seven years, as I look back at seven years as a lead pastor, I was talking to Jesse yesterday. I've been married for 11 years years. I have an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old, and I'm starting over in April of 2020 with a brand new baby. Honestly, all of this reality starts to set in, and I get a little nervous, and my breath gets short, and I get a little anxious, but God spoke to me this week, and he told me this. He showed this to for me and for you. He said, Curtis, you're not where you want to be, but you're sure not where you were when you started. I'm going to say that to you today. You are not where you may want to be, but you're not where you were when you first started. I'm going to take some of my time because you have to realize how important this is today. You need to look at yourself in an unfinished state because every single person here, the speakers, myself, every person is a work in progress. And you need to look at yourself and say, it is good. Say, it is good. Say it again. Say it again. It is good. God loves a work in progress too. God's hands are upon you. His plans that he has prepared for you long ago have nothing to do with you. It's not about your gifts, not about your skill, not about what you can do. Everything you are, everything we are, it's not about us, but it ought to speak volumes at a volume about our Father, our Creator. So when we have error, act spoiled, mess up, are ungrateful, allow pride to overflow, whatever, he continues to work on us and rework us into what a vessel of high calling oh my goodness okay so say high calling say shape me so listen when he looks at you as unfinished and can still find a reason to love you you need to show yourself that amount of grace and find a reason to love you not because you're so great but because he is a great father i am really good at getting high on me and i'm really good at getting down on me but the reality is is i have to allow him in both areas to work big in my life say it is good god loves a work in progress god's hands are upon you three god has plans for you one of the things that I believe that God had for me and my family was that we would plant a church. And he spoke this to me at 16 years old. He said, you will grow and advance individuals and families. And you will declare and demonstrate the gospel to everyone, every day, everywhere. I came home and I told my girlfriend at the time, she became, she became my wife. Listen, he wasn't finished then. He's not finished with you. He isn't finished now. He's not finished yet. Ephesians 3.20, God can do anything more than you could ask or imagine or request in your wildest dreams. He does this not by pushing you around, but by working gently and powerfully within you. Listen, allow him to work in you. Stand with me. You're not finished yet, but when you say yes to him, it is well, and you are well on your way. It is good. It is good. Let's worship him today. Get excited in this house because he's not finished.
<laughs> so Randy spoke about a change in ownership. A difference. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop on me. Okay. He, he, he talked about a change in ownership. A difference between, uh, a difference between really your salvation and, and God doing that work from the inside out. And me and Randy talked about us. And so many people want to look at, you know, I, like when you make that declaration, like I'm giving it all to God. Like, like what JD talked about. They want to look at your outside and say, nothing looks different here. Well, God doesn't work that way. He doesn't make you look pretty on the outside and then say, now let's look on the inside. No, from the inside out. Ephesians, like I said, says he does it gently within us. Gently within us. And and, and Samantha's message was about one decision. You are one decision away from your best life. You are one decision away from a totally different life. I believe that the, the decision is to Step into a high calling. A high calling. And don't be afraid that you don't know it all. Listen, Randy's spoken four times on a Sunday morning. Samantha's spoken twice. JD's spoken twice. They don't know it all. Their work's in progress. I've spoken a lot on a Sunday morning, but I still don't know it all. I'm still a work in progress. If anything, guys, y'all spoke huge to me today. And listen. This entire day was about this, growing and advancing. We watched three people as a great object lesson grow and advance today. They had to stand here. They had to speak what God had spoken to them to you. Not because they're perfect. Not because they've got it all figured out. I I didn't include myself in there. Four people, I'm sorry. A great lesson a great physical thing that you can see. Listen, God loves a work in progress. His hands are upon you, and he has great plans for you. Josh, you want to close us out in some worship? Let's just stay in this, buddy.
Help us to remember the price that you paid for us. God, we were, we were worth nothing, and you gave everything. Father, show us today and give us some level of, of clarity, some, some level of understanding that, that if we would just make that one decision, we would be well on our way to an entirely different life. God, help Send your Holy Spirit to remind us that it's, it's okay that we're a work in progress because your hands are upon us and you have plans that aren't recent but that were planned long, long ago and they were for good things, for good things. 
God, create us anew this morning. God, remind us and speak that masterpiece word over us. Jesus, I ask that if there is anyone here today who does not know you, that they will come to know you in a real and powerful and tangible way. God, if there's anyone here that is struggling to take that next step, that you would surround them with friends who know you, with family who know you, and, 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 and just keep them here. God, help them to plug in at VCC so that we can play our role in the growing and the advancing. God, for every person here that, that, that is, it is preparing right now to step into something new, God, I pray that you would implant your gospel in their heart so that it can flow out of their mouth, so that they can declare your gospel. And God, that everywhere they go, they be filled with new joy and peace and kindness and patience. God, in all of your fruits, so that everywhere they touch and everything they do would demonstrate you and you alone. God, we thank you for all that you are. For every person here, God, move mightily today and tomorrow and every day to come. It's in your name. Amen. Guys, y'all can have a seat. Guys, what a fun and cool and weird day. Hey, show our speakers some love. It was, I promise you, what they did was not easy, but they stepped up into that higher calling. Guys, that is available. That next thing.